Hi friends! On this episode, we revisit Not Hoth to talk about one of our favorite subjects, the big, beautiful blue men and intrepid human women who stole our hearts in Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarian series. These books got us through the early days of quarantine last year. We've previously done episodes about them and some other works by Ms. Dixon, which we'll link in the show notes. Recently, the youths on TikTok discovered the series and made it go viral, and it's been dominating the bestseller list on Amazon. To welcome our new human friends into the rabid fandom that is IPB, we thought it would be fun to do some fan casting. Maybe we can manifest a screen adaptation, because it's what we deserve. We do want to give general content warnings for the series. Sexual assault, dubious consent, kidnapping, human trafficking, graphic violence, child loss, and infertility. The first book in particular gets pretty rough, so please proceed with caution and know that you can jump in anywhere in the series, so pick one that you are comfortable with. Spoilers ahead! Hi Meg! Hey ladies! So we're going to talk about Ice Planet Barbarians again because it has become relevant again in our lives. <laughs> like a solid year after we were evangelizing, I guess, about the perks of the series. We recorded two podcasts already. Mm-hmm. Or I guess three technically about the, about Ruby Dixon book. Yeah, the Dixon yeah. hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's blowing up, right? Like you know, you know more about the youths. <laughs> yes. So this is what the youths did. So it's funny because the way that I became aware of this was so you know, even though you didn't watch any of the videos that I very carefully curated for you and texted you that there was a trend going around in TikTok of, if I sound really hoarse, by the way, um, I have a sinus infection and lost my voice. I'm really mad that I lost my voice by like being just living and existing and not from my performance of Genuine's Pony at karaoke <laughs> with all the accompanying yeah. dance moves legend that should have been it <laughs> but anyway so i was obsessed with these povs that the setup was you can't see color people can't see color until they meet their soulmate and then that's how they know that someone is their soulmate and you both can see color all of a sudden in the world right and I made a video saying, hey, if you are into these MCU POVs with the colors and the soulmates, then let me put you on to Ice Planet Barbarians. And then my comments, first of all, the video kind of blew up for me. And then my comments were filled with people saying like, this series is all over my For You page. This is like the third video today that I've seen about it. So I did not realize that Ice Planet Barbarians was already trending on book talk by the time that I made that video and it turns out that it just had blown up on TikTok. Ice Planet Barbarian shot up to number one on the Amazon bestseller list. It's now starting to be carried in Barnes and Noble, which I don't think has ever oh been my a thing gosh. before. Yes. So it has it has just gone crazy again. And like you, you said, just kind of like stumbled into the wave of 
Mm -hmm. So that means you're like really on the pulse. You're like predicting the pulse of what's happening on TikTok. Yes, it was definitely a great synchronicity because mm -hmm. I, ha I had no idea that I was jumping on a trend. So uh, Ice Planet Barbarians is everyone in the world is as obsessed with it as we are. And <laughs> everyone starts out the same way. There is not a single person who reads Ice Planet Barbarians that doesn't start off reading it as a joke. <laughs> really? Okay. Because it, like, it's always exactly like, how we started. <laughs> like, yeah. There, speaking of TikTok, so there's this TikTok sound that goes like, at first I was like, mmm, feet as a joke. But bro, I don't think it's a joke anymore. <laughs> so that's that's what happens with Ice Planet Barbarians. So Meg and I thought that it would be fun since we didn't really review a specific book in the series and we didn't get to do our usual categories to do a fan cast of the first handful of books in the series with the core group of the first abductees. The first abductees. The first abductees. <laughs> and if you... If you're just completely lost at this point, go back and listen to our episode called Stop Worrying and Love This Fur. We go over everything that you need to know going into the Ice Planet Barbarian series. Um, kind of like a general content warning for right. especially the first book because there's human trafficking and sexual assault and violence and all sorts of things that kind of ease up after the first book but yeah I think your recommendation that we have passed on multiple times is totally solid and I don't know if that's reflected in the TikTok world or not but starting with book three I think was mm -hmm. just fantastic advice it's like gentle <laughs> yeah I super think that, sweet I think that what I've seen is people say that you can skip the first one but the second one deals with kidnapping so I feel like that one's yeah. also kind of borderline yeah, in the first two, there are a lot of, ooh, consent questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But stick it out. It's so good. <laughs> oh, uh, you said that you fan cast the women. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to our handful of male listeners. I just... <laughs> You know, I couldn't compare the Saw Queen males to any human males that I know of. Yeah, they're like seven feet tall. They're blue. They have horns. They have ridges. They're very muscular. The for her pleasure. Um, I mean, I guess I was just so enamored of the Saw Queen heroes because they are, they're otherworldly. They, mm -hmm. They're aliens and every like physical sense but also like they somehow managed to be these sort of um hunter gatherer sort of hyper masculine type figures that are not toxic mm -hmm. <laughs> for the most part they're like so sweet and thoughtful and innocent so I don't know. I just kind of don't want to like contaminate them. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of <laughs> like they, they are everything that masculinity thinks it is, mm -hmm. but what we actually want masculinity to be. Yeah, absolutely. But 
you know, I had very clear pictures of the women, Mm -hmm. the human women in my head, even without fan casting them. I don't know if it's like that she just describes them so clearly, but like I have very clear pictures of what everyone looks like in my brain. And I was just trying to find celebs that kind of matched that. Mm -hmm. So do you have casting for both? I do. And I have some backup castings too. Whoa. Yeah. Because (laughs) I, I have a few that I had someone in mind while I was reading, but revisiting, I think, oh, this person could be good too. Mm -hmm. If this were to, okay. So this is my pitch. Okay. It needs to be an HBO series. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think that we have a shot because like it blew up. Right. Yeah. So maybe, you know, like that would be so amazing. I would absolutely love that. <laughs> I I think that there is a shot of us getting an Ice Planet Barbarians adaptation. I am putting that out into the world. I am manifesting it. I want the success for Ruby Dixon. Also, mm-hmm. just like yes. everyone, just pile on down the Dixon hole with us. Yes, it's so good. It is okay, so, so good. Did you start with book one? Yes. So for book one, Ice Planet Barbarians, for Georgie, I picked her, Kayla Ewell. Ewell? Kayla Ewell. She, I know her from the podcast um, Directionally Challenged. She played a pivotal role in season two of Roswell, New Mexico. You probably know her from the Vampire Diaries. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. What what character did she play in that? I don't fully remember because, again, it's been like at least 10 years. But um, I think she was a not nice character. Vicki Donovan. Vicki Donovan sounds like a bitch name. I don't know if there's ever like a nice person in media named Vicki. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to any listeners named Vicky. <laughs> if you're listening to this and your name is Vicky, I'm sure you're a very lovely person. Thank you for listening. <laughs> okay, so that's for Georgie? Yes. Okay. And then I thought, you know who else could be good as Georgie if we wanted to diversify the cast a little bit more because in the first 6 books there's only one character who's a woman of color and that's Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um we could do Janine Mason also from Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, okay. There's a picture of her in a very gorgeous yellow gown. Yes, she is beautiful. And then for Vectal, I thought that the chief of the Saqui should be the actor who I think most looks like a Saqui without any kind of enhancements. What? Do them already? Who? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> okay, that is that is really solid. Also, I'm shocked at how solid that is. Also, when that whole DJ Khaled fiasco happened, where he basically said that he does not go down on a woman, The Rock came out and like very publicly said that real men go down on their women so i feel like he shares that in common with vectal hopefully he asked permission first sure yeah like that right but yes i i think that the rock would be a solid vectal wow i really back that i didn't know if i was gonna back any of the males that you passed that is 
very solid, especially because he's like physically intimidating, but he's often cast in these roles where he's like kind of goofy or kind of sweet. He's very <laughs> family friendly. Yeah, and essentially everyone just ignores Bechtel. Yes, his authority <laughs> is just like whatever. <laughs> okay, so as usual with my fan casting, I require a time machine. Okay. Um, for Georgie, I want time machine stopper Channing. Okay. She is one of the ants in Practical Magic, which you have not watched in a blatant show of heresy and then uh she was in she was in greece okay as um uh rizzo yeah oh I just, yeah i think she she has like a voice that i kind of imagine i don't know if georgie's hair was described as curly and dark but that's how i pictured it so i think georgie does I have curly hair yeah okay. so that's who i pictured all right and for the second book, Barbarian Alien, we have Liz and Rahash. So for Liz, I always pictured Jennifer Morrison from Once Upon a Time. And also oh, some people yeah. probably know her from This Is Us. That is very solid. Yes. I feel like she could play tough. Really <laughs> tough um, yet the kind of person who looks like like you could underestimate her because she looks very feminine but she's also like really badass really hardcore you could see her with the bow and arrow she's done the action thing with right once upon a time uh and i just i would love to see her play someone foul mouth because even playing tough characters i feel like she's always kind of clean cut yeah the things that i've seen her in but i could easily see her swearing like a sailor too. yeah <laughs> And then uh, I kept going back and forth about Rahash. I have several names crossed out. I have landed on Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. Okay. What was the, what was the deciding factor? The fact that Rahash does not speak to Liz for like a solid half of the book (laughs) and pretends that he can't understand her. And just lets her say horrible things to him in English, even though he does understand English. Right. And I feel like <laughs> Tom Hardy, just like he, he's got, he is comfortable with like putting things on his face for an actor. Yes. He played Venom. He played Bane. Like he's okay with right. the beard. He'd be able to handle those horns, whatever ridges you need to put on his face. Um, he already like speaks like like he has trouble making words so i feel like english like sounding a little alien when you speak english is something that tom hardy could do pretty easily is that shade he's a very talented actor but i feel like he has a solid reputation for like you can't understand what the fuck he's saying he emotes like a motherfucker but like he's got the ariana grande illness (laughs) so i have a question are all of your male fan casts burly dudes no oh okay Mm -hmm. all right all right so how about you for liz I have Charlize Theron. Ooh. I mean, 
she has done action obviously like she did mad max fury road and looked like pretty badass in that and then she had one that i've only seen a few minutes of called atomic blonde mm-hmm. where she's like a secret agent or something like that <laughs> fighting so you know she can like she you know she's got the acting chops and she could be like a little bit rough and tumble too so that's that's who i've got I like but it. man i had a hard time picturing her until recently when I think it was Ruby Dixon reposted some fan art that someone had done of Liz and Rahash that was just like amazing so mm-hmm. there's been a proliferation of fan art thank yes. god oh another thing that m- maybe this existed already and I just didn't know and the TikTok thing has caused it to come to the surface the Ice Planet Barbarian memes there's memes oh I thought you were gonna say the makeup like people doing like they're have you not seen these they're like I, dressing up their boyfriends <laughs> I know if there's ice planet barbarian cosplay I would like to see it so please send that to me and I will send you some of the memes because they're... okay all right we'll do it all tradesies okay so barbarian lover this is my one of my favorite books <laughs> in the series it's freaking adorable and for Kira, I pictured Ali Michalka. Now, Kira describes herself as being plain. Ali mm-hmm. Michalka does not fit that bill, but I also think that Kira probably does not have an accurate perception of herself. No, no, certainly not. Um, I feel like Ali Michalka could play sort of like deceptively delicate, like Kira. Mm-hmm. Like she could play quiet. She could play like seems Super like sweet. she's fragile very sweet but also when push comes to shove could absolutely blow up an alien spaceship okay i have time machine mandy moore i love mandy moore yeah like a la um a walk to remember okay. <laughs> you know she's had some health setbacks mm-hmm. and um but she finds like inner reserves of strength but I, I absolutely loved that book. Although I have to say, I think that Rahash and Liz are like maybe my favorite. I don't know. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. But I love Ihako. Ihako is incredible. And Ihako is one of the ones that I have two casting choices for. So I'm going to okay. let you pick. All right. I needed someone who was like an adorable fuckboy kind of actor. Sure. Yeah. Someone who would like present someone with a personalized dildo. Yes. So someone who could play really funny and irreverent and seem irresponsible, but really is a good guy. Uh So it's either going to be Chris Jamal Evans Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Uh Jason Momoa. Oh, man. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I could I could see that really well. I just really, you know, <laughs> like I just wanted to give Jamal something. You know, he's such a struggling actor. He's so underrated. He doesn't <laughs> like no one appreciates him. And just like I think that more people need to be exposed to <laughs> up and coming young scrappy actor who has like never been in a big franchise before as if he's not number one on our constantly rotating <laughs> list of top Chris's <laughs> consistent number one 
I can see him. I, he needs to be one of the characters obviously i just don't know what i think we need someone a little like more doofy <laughs> okay so yeah, i have i have him as a backup option for a later book so okay. so we we'll find something for chris okay uh barbarian mine is the book that i always forget about because i don't like it <laughs> what who are the main characters harlow and rook oh shit yeah i always Ooh. forget this book so yeah big same um that one we've praised ruby dixon for her ability to like make questionable consent situations uh less questionable mm-hmm. even if they should be on the surface this is one where i was like never fully okay with the premise yeah. so yeesh yes um, because okay so harlow's a redhead um, rook is um developmentally not where he should be because he's basically been on his own without interaction so like when he meets harlow and resonates to her he is like what are these feelings in my breech cloth i don't understand oh you're being generous he doesn't have a breech cloth he literally has no clothing you're right yes you're right he's just like what is happening down there in my I, I don't know what like childish euphemisms for dicks are. <laughs> and I'm, not gonna, I'm even, not gonna Google them. I don't think he even like has a concept that other people would have different genitals than him. Yeah. Like he's he he's just developmentally he's been isolated for the mm-hmm. vast majority of his life. And before that, he was essentially brainwashed to stay alone yeah. by his father. So, Whew. yeah, it, it's rough. Um, so for Harlow, I was always picturing Jessica Chastain and she is Mm. a little older than the characters are written, which the characters are written to be early twenties. That's fine. Time machine. Yeah. Time machine. Um, but the other redhead that comes to mind is Emma Stone. Same. That's the one. Cause you know, she's kind of sardonic Harlow and she's like a mechanic slash engineer type person mm. and i can really see emma stone doing that kind of stuff yeah that's the other thing about harlow and rook that it's not just that like rook is developmentally at a much younger age than harlow is mm-hmm. but harlow is like a genius right yeah so it feels can like there's this anything. power imbalance between yes, them definitely so uh yeah for rook i had like the only thing I had in mind is he is Rahash's brother. I cast Tom Hardy as Rahash, who is an actor who looks like Tom Hardy. And Google told me Logan Marshall Green, who played Trey on the OC. And that is the only thing that I've seen him in. I don't know what else he's been in. Meg's <laughs> drawing a blank right now. It's fine. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We're moving on. <laughs> All right. Book five. Okay, book five, Barbarian's Prize. One of the most emotional books. Um, If you skipped book one because of the sexual assault, then Barbarian's Prize is another one that you would want to be Mm -hmm. cautious about because it deals with the post-traumatic stress of being a victim of a sexual assault. Yes. Uh, It is also the only book in this first abductee group 
that has a woman of color, like a stated woman of color. I think that she, that Ruby Dixon explicitly describes most of the characters as white. So it's not left as Mm -hmm. ambiguous. And I've always agreed with people who say, if it's not stated, the default is white because of how society works here. Mm -hmm. So um, I always pictured Janelle Monet as Tiffany. Because she is so talented. I feel like I overcast Janelle Monet because I feel like I've cast her in something else and she's kind of who I have in mind for the next book we're covering. Okay. So I might need to think of someone else who would be good for that. But yeah, I was always picturing Janelle Monet. Tiffany is like my favorite. <laughs> yeah. She's she's amazing. Uh... And she's so I I don't know that Ruby Dixon realized what she was doing when she wrote Tiffany as someone who like was so eager to make herself useful and to be able mm-hmm. to like have all the skills so that if she needed to peace out and leave these people behind, she wouldn't. And I feel like that is the mentality that a person of color has to have. Mm-hmm. Like it makes sense to me that Tiffany is like that because I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was intentional. Um, I have Dewanda Wise. She was in the Netflix version of She's Gotta Have It, which I don't necessarily recommend <laughs> to people to watch. Um, because there's some questionable okay. sort of sexual oh, she, assault stuff in there she's too. So striking. Yeah, I oh know. Oh my she's, gosh, this bone structure. Yeah, and she's I until the end, I really enjoyed that show Mm -hmm. on netflix so um she's really great in that she's also in someone great which is that netflix movie did you watch that one i didn't because that came out when i was in my uh gina rodriguez hate phase are you are you out of that phase now um you know i i just i don't care it's you know (laughs) gina gina is i hope that i wish her the best that's very diplomatic of you. I wish her the best. I wish her growth and continued learning. <laughs> okay, so Dewanda Wise for me. And then, wait, is it Saluk? Yes. Oh, oh, the ultimate cinnamon roll. The ultimate cinnamon roll. So this is one that I have split casting for, and it's two actors who could not be more different. Okay. Okay, so the first one is, this was another role for chris evans Mm -hmm. if he wants it i feel like he could play (laughs) cinnamon roll the other option is domino gleason who we recently saw in about time yes so what what about so luke made you think of him okay so in about time he basically like stalks rachel mcadams (laughs) character because he already knows like she is the one for him and yeah. so luke does that to tiffany and that's true so luke is basically like tiffany i am yours to use as um your therapy person your, ther- <laughs> your therapy fuck buddy use He's me so as you tender. see fit and he is just gentle and loving and like domino gleason has this like that man is a human puppy. <laughs> okay, I picked that one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, you know, just 
keep going to those auditions. He keeps getting passed over. Some something's gonna come up. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So the last book of the original group is Barbarian's Mate. Like the book, absolutely fucking hate the heroine. Yeah. She was one of the first ones that I was able to cast because I was like, who do I hate? <laughs> who do you hate? Who did you cast? Scarlett Johansson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know why, why, why do you hate Scarlett Johansson? Well, I never really liked her. She seems to have the like, <laughs> I'm projecting a lot on yeah. her, by the way, but it's like, she seems to have the vibe of someone who's like not like the other girls and only I only have friends that are guys like that kind mm-hmm. of vibe but also obviously her comments about like being able to play whoever she wants not worrying about rep- representation of people she, saying she to... could play a tree if she wants to yes. basically like saying like a trans person a tree whatever it's... right yeah so she became dead to me at that point so I am avoiding Black Widow but yeah that's who I want for Josie because she's a heinous bitch <laughs> Black Widow was really good. It's funny to me that um, we both dislike Ryan Reynolds' wives. Oh, shit. I forgot that they were even married. Yes. Weird. They were each other's starter spouses. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that one out of the way. Yeah. So wait, do you dislike her for the same reason? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there's there's just something about her. And I feel like I liked her at some point. She is obviously very beautiful. Sure. But like, I don't know that she... Gosh, I don't know this person. She could be very nice. She really could. She could be a lovely human being. Not the vibe I get, though. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, you know, I've always trusted your intuition, so... You know, maybe it's a maybe it's a thing that I need to work through you know <laughs> you're um, being so generous right I just now. like I, I don't like saying bad things about women but she rubs me the wrong way she seems like a person who would say bad things about women though okay but also to be completely fair to her some of the ways that she has been portrayed the way that her characters have been portrayed that might be coloring how we feel about her. And that says less True. about her and more about the men who write the dialogue and decide the costumes and love to put butts on movie posters. Yeah. Women's butts on movie posters. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, neither of us have ever nor ever shall meet her and know who, what she's like as a person. So a lot of it is our my own projection so I acknowledge I acknowledge yeah last thing about Scarlett Johansson I feel like (laughs) Colin Jost is like he must still like wake up every morning and be like I cannot believe have you heard they're having a baby they're having a baby yes it was just announced this week yeah I did not know or didn't remember that she already had a kid so Colin she has a kid yeah she has a daughter with Ryan Reynolds? No. She oh, okay. Colin Jost is her third husband. Okay. I believe. Gotcha. <clears throat> her second husband was, I don't think famous, maybe was in the industry or doing something like I think he was like rich but not famous rich kind of mm-hmm. kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um 
yeah, he just seems like he really like punched above his weight class. <laughs> Good for him. And he also like rubs me the wrong way. So same. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why there's, there's something about him that i don't like yeah there's just something real douchey coming mm. off of that guy yeah when, when they were doing snl skits like in their homes during the height of the pandemic i just was like seeing how some people live versus how he lived that just like the wealth disparity i was just struck by that a little bit Mm. So, anyway. I'm sure that's a man who's never had trouble asking for a raise. Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, enough about the Johansons. Um, I cast Jennifer Lawrence as Josie, and it's not that I hate Jennifer Lawrence. I've been a big fan of hers for years, but she's had a stretch where she was intolerable in every mm-hmm. interview that she was in. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally <laughs> see that. Wow, are we just like unmercifully roasting people? Oh gosh. Listen, Josie, if you've read the book, you know how bad she is, how unrelentingly horrible and like just Cruel. merciless. Cruel. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. At, by that same token, Jennifer Lawrence could sink her teeth into a role like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And she could make it very interesting. For sure. And now then, I've forgotten the name of her partner. Hayden. Hayden, Hayden. They pronounce it like oh, both yeah. ways throughout the same audiobook. <laughs> um, I chose Pedro Pascal because I having- love casting him. <laughs> I do. I feel like Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian could be like Hayden like very grizzled very jaded but also like a 40 year old virgin oh, like the Mandalorian yeah. does not let any living being see him without a helmet there is no way any living being has ever seen him without the bottom part of the Beskar armor he's a never nude he's a never nude I just don't know if I see him being like gruff enough you think he can be gruff enough? He seems gruff to me. Okay, okay. Oh, man, this is just bringing up so many feelings of sadness for Hayden Hayden. Oh, gosh. He deserved better. Yeah, he really, really did. The thing is, she never gets better. No. Like, even when you see her later on in the course of the series, after there's been a new batch of human women, mm-hmm. she's still just insufferable she's got these badass kids too like her kids are the ones who call and we don't mean badass as a compliment i mean bad bad kids misbehaved (laughs) yes they're like rude they called ellie smelly ellie poor ellie who had been enslaved since she was a teenager and did not bathe as a defense mechanism right so she would not be purchased but yeah, yeah leave it up to Josie's kids so yeah and the way that she talks about Hayden in later books like oh my husband he's so wonderful I love my mate so much like bitch Mm-mm. you were Never ready to like him. cut a parasite out of yourself like with a rock if needed <laughs> <laughs> to not be mated to him okay, okay I've so got af- oh go ahead 
I was gonna say I have two bonus castings, but okay. what? Yeah, what yeah, do yeah. You, Okay. No, I was gonna ask you like if any of the other characters you had in mind. Um. So I have I have a few more for later books. Um. I think barbarians. Which is the one? I've got to find the cover, but there's one character who I pictured Beanie Feldstein. I can't remember the title of the book, but I can remember like everything else. Are you talking about Maddie? Is she Maddie? Yes. Yes. Oh, what book is that? The the titles really run together. Barbarian's Taming. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Is Maddie's book. And the cover is very deceptive because it has this skinny, skinny heroine and Maddie is plus size. And is she with Beck? No, Ellie is with Beck. Oh, okay, okay. I did actually have someone in mind for Ellie when I was reading, and that's Madeline Petch. You love her so I much. love her. <laughs> I love her in a sexual way. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> did I misspeak? That's what I meant. Just, You're just warm so that we're for clear. Her form. Yes. <laughs> You send me these like thirsty pictures of her every now and then. I'm like, whoa, okay. She loves a redhead. She loves a redhead. Okay. And then the last two bonus castings that I have are for Saqui women. Okay. So for Grown Up Farley, I have Tati Gabriel, who I first watched in The Hundred. She played Gaia, but most people know her from Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, okay. For Asha, I have Eva Mendez. Oh, okay. Oh, Asha. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that, oh, man. that story was putting me in my feelings. <laughs> Ruby Dixon has such a deep understanding of humanity, and she's writing non-human characters. But really, mm-hmm. she's writing like all these shades and nuances and experiences of being a person and being in relationship to other people, to your partners, to community. And like, it's the same premise over and over again, each book, but they're all so different because of the characters. Yeah. And she grapples with some like really heavy stuff. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, I think she does it pretty sensitively, like surprisingly, given the circumstances. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of the Ice Planet series, what is your most like recommended book if you've already blown through all 20 some odd? I have read some of the Ice Home books and my favorite Ice Home book is Davy's Distraction. Okay. That one has, so big spoiler alert if you've read all the ice planet barbarian books but not any of the ice home books in ice home you find out that there are more alien species on that planet that are from the same original group that crash landed Mm -hmm. descended from them but mated with other species who might have been on the planet or they're the same species but have different genetics slightly Mm -hmm. like different recessive traits and there are some four-armed blue aliens in ice home there's lots of possibilities there yes (laughs) yes there are so um davy's distraction davy is 
a really chatty scientist who she goes to the ice home beach every morning to see what kind of animals wash up so that she can study them dissect them so she can understand the animal life on this planet mm-hmm. and people cut her off when she talks all the time and ignore her because she talks too much and she gets really excited uh and her mate whose name i cannot remember he was badly injured and lost his leg and because of how physically demanding living on not hoth is he Mm -hmm. feels useless and he's become very bitter and he asked davy solely because davy seems very smart to help him make a prosthetic Mm -hmm. she has like no qualifications to help him make a prosthetic other than like being a biologist and maybe understanding enough about anatomy to be able to like have a good idea so they get close throughout that process and it takes them a while to resonate and I'm not sure why I think that it was an like an emotional like they needed mm-hmm. to be ready emotionally to resonate kind of thing which I always really like that dynamic same I, I so do you think you one. could jump into the ice home series with that book or would you be totally lost you could jump in with just a little bit of setup which all the setup that you need to know for Ice Home is that it's the other side of the area Nahoth. where they live. The other side of Nothoth. It's like a day's dragon ride away because there is a <laughs> dragon shifter in Ice Home. And it is a group of abductees who are, it's a mix of human women and alien gladiator males. So okay. kind of think about Rizdiverse. Think mm-hmm. about the kind of men who we see in the Rizdiverse and then human women. And that's what we see in Ice Home. And, <laughs> okay. and the tribe, Vectal, does not want to bring them to the main camp. Settlement. Because, because they these men are really scary looking. And yeah. they don't know if they can trust them. So basically they make them like a little camp by the beach and there's a few representatives there Rahash, Liz, Harlow, Rook, uh, Vectal for a while who are helping them get settled and then leave. Mm-hmm. So we see some of our favorites come and go in that series but yeah. it's really like a brand new group and I feel like Ice Home is a little bit more they're a little bit more dramatic mm. not necessarily like as immediately a community Okay. As um, Ice Planet Barbarians is. So maybe not as warm and fuzzy? Not as warm and fuzzy. Uh, there are characters who have a very blatant mistrust of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they're... Whichever character got hit over the head and lost his memory, I think Stacy's mate. Oh, Gosh, yes. Stacy's mate, there is a bitch in Ice Home who hits him over the head to escape because Again? she feels yes, because she feels like she is being held against her will or something. Please tell me he doesn't lose his memory again. He doesn't, but I oh my I gosh. was livid. I was ready to start swinging. <laughs> That's what this 
this series will bring out of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad we did this. Me too. I just, I want everyone to give Ice Planet Barbarians a chance. Same. I mean, I think, as you mentioned before, we started reading it as like a, ha ha, can you believe how doofy mm-hmm. this is? And then we're like irrevocably in love with it and telling yes. everyone we knew. It's just a perfect, I think it's a great summertime read and a mm-hmm. great escape. Um, I just fully recommend. Yes, very much. Please, And the audiobooks, can't say enough about the audiobooks. That's oh another thing gosh. that Ice Planet Barbarians has going for it that I didn't love about Ice Home. I'm less into the Ice Home narrators. narrators. Holly Jackson and Mason Lloyd, I love. I will never forget their names. They are... <laughs> the the best there ever were (laughs) all right well thank you so much for listening if you are new to this podcast or new to the world of ice planet barbarians welcome we would love it if you gave us a five-star review on apple podcast you can follow us on all our socials which we will leave in the show notes uh you can go to our website makeoutalreadypod.com and until next time air kisses Mwah!